This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. Emma Rose's latest book is Near Life Experience. Emma Rose intended to become a kick-ass girl reporter like Nellie Bly until the Christmas Eve she stood on a riverbank waiting for rescue divers to pull a body from the water. That's when she stopped waiting and wondered, wandered off to explore the world instead. Happy to have Emma Rose join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Emma, welcome to this program. Thank you for having me. This book, Near Life Experience, what is it all about? Near Life Experience is about a first responder named Eric who puts all human life at risk when he tries to save one little boy. Death is not happy about Eric's meddling in his work, but Eric and Death have to come together to restore order to the universe and hopefully save the kid, too. So, Emma, Eric uh, is an EMT. How did you create this character? I created Eric almost entirely by accident. In my first novel, Nothing's Ever Lost, there is a scene where an EMT responds to a, a death. There was this strange little moment when he sees the soul of the person who has just died. And it, it lasts for one line in the original book. When my mother read that book, she looked at me and said, what is up with that EMT? And he became Eric. And I wrote an entire novel about what the deal is with the EMT. We're chatting with Emma Rose here and Speaking of Writers. Her book is Near Life Experience. Uh, You are also a publisher, too, right? I am. I have this tiny little publishing house, Imperative Press Books, out of Hamden, Maine, which I founded primarily originally to publish my own work, but has since started to evolve into something else entirely. How did you become a writer? I have always wanted to be a writer. Ever since I was a kid and I figured out that books were written by people and not by magic, I knew this was a thing I wanted to do. I wrote my first full draft of a novel when I was in middle school, but I put it aside because I didn't really have the skills to finish it. And even at the time, I knew I didn't have the skills to finish it. I just had this this feeling, you know, I want to be a writer, but I didn't really have a clear path to what I was going to do. Then when I was 20, my teenage cousin died by suicide. I started writing my first novel, Nothing's Ever Lost, as a way to sort of deal with that situation and those feelings. Eventually, that evolved into a place for my cousin to live on in my memory, along with pretty much everyone I've ever known who has died. So it took me about 10 years to publish that first book because there are a lot of scared feelings around that first novel, especially not just because it's my first, but because it was such a personal connection. But since then, the publication of that first book, my goal has been a book a year, and I have more than succeeded at that so far. Emma, writing is such a solitary activity. What's it like being a writer during a pandemic? Harder, easier, the same? It's actually a lot harder in many ways. You would think that having this solitude would be better because you have more time to write, which is true. But I think there's a certain alchemy that happens where you as a writer go out into the world and you sort of collect the world. You collect conversations and you collect feelings and you collect experiences and then you come back and you sort through them and you turn them into novels or stories. With the pandemic happening, I have plenty of time to sort, but I have no time to collect. And so it's really hard to put together something coherent and and emotionally connected when you feel so divided from everyone around you. You divide your time between Maine and, and Virginia, too. How do each of those places feed you as a writer? Well, Maine is where I grew up. It's it's my home, and it probably will always be my home. I can't imagine calling any other place home. So Maine is my place. 
and it, it's very much who I am and, and where I come from. I like to tell people that Maine grows writers. We grow pine trees, rocks, and writers. Hmm. Um, most famously, Stephen King, but there are a lot of us up there. If you, if you ever Google Maine writers, you'll be shocked by how many you find. Yeah. And then Virginia has a really robust writing community. So I'm mem- a member of several writing groups here, um, and some of them are very specific. So I'm a member of a fantasy and sci-fi writing group. Uh, you can't find that in Maine. If you do get a writing group, it, it's a mixed bag of people writing all kinds of different things. So there's definitely um, more of a community and more of a, a move towards sort of the professional side of writing here in Virginia versus in Maine. Do you have any writing rituals, a certain place in the house where you like to write or a certain music you like lo- to listen to? I noticed a music playlist up on your website. There is a music playlist up on my website, um, and I think I'm going to be adding a few more because as I'm writing my upcoming novel, um, I'm listening to a very specific genre of music because I'm writing from a teenager's perspective. I'm writing about a teenager. And when I was a teenager, music was even more important than it is now in my world. And so I feel like I get into her head a little better if I'm listening to what she listens to. Um, and it's interesting because it's not at all what I listen to. So it's a very different feel. She listens to math rock, which is kind of a new strange, wonderful way of mashing sounds together to make something you've never heard before. Emma Rose is my guest here on Speaking of Writers. Her latest book is Near Life Experience. Emma, do you use an outline or are you a pantser? (laughs) I am very firmly a pantser. Um, The only time I've ever outlined anything, I ended up not finishing it because I don't like knowing what's going to happen. And I don't like being restricted by, oh, this has to happen next. I end up with really stilted writing that that feels contrived because I know I have to get to this next point. So most of my writing ends up being, I have characters in a situation, now what happens? More often than not, the characters know what happens and they just tell me and we go on from there. What's your research process like and how long does it take? You said you like to, you know, you shoot for a novel a year. How long does it take to research and write a novel? I'm not a huge researcher in my novel writing. Um, A lot of what I'm writing comes from direct experience and then from things I've sort of picked up along the way. So I might research, for example, the training that an EMT goes through for Eric, Um, but it's a sort of organic as I go. So if I, I come up against it in the writing and I think, oh, I should know this, and I go find it and I come back. Um, the actual writing of the novel varies. Sometimes it's six months. Sometimes it takes more or less. Um, really, it depends on how much time I'm actually dedicating to it versus all the other things I'm up to. Um, I think if I really sat down, I could write a novel in two months, but I've never dedicated 100% of my focus to it. Are you hard at work on another novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? I am. So the next novel is the sequel to that first novel, Nothing's Ever Lost. Um, the fan favorite from Nothing's Ever Lost was Ella, who was six years old when her brother Jack died. In the upcoming novel, Ella is a senior in high school. She's dealing with all of the challenges of a looming transition, becoming a grown-up, all of that while also struggling with the feeling that everyone wants her to just forget about what happened to her brother. The only person who seems to be on her side is Fai Tao, and Ella doesn't know he exists. 
Saitao is a tender in the realm of the Dream Lord, and his job is to take care of Ella's dreams. When he crosses the line from caring to meddling, he causes Ella to do the thing that she fears most, forget. There's a tease for the next book from Emma Rose. <laughs> so where can listeners get Near Life Experience? Near Life Experience is available wherever books are sold. I encourage people to talk to their local independent bookstore. Um, I, I love independent bookstores, and if they don't already have it in stock, they will almost certainly order it for you. Um, it's also available on all the big sellers, bookshop.org, uh, amazon.com, all of those. So you can go there as well. Yeah, we got to help out those indie bookstores, especially now during this pandemic, too. Yeah. And where can uh, listeners connect with you online? Oh, I'm everywhere. Um, you can go to emmagauthor.com or imperativepressbooks.com. Um, one is sort of me personally, and one is the publishing side. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Life Imperative and on Instagram as Life Imperative. Technically, I have Twitter, but I almost never use it. So if you send me a message there, I will answer you. And I do love hearing from people. So like any questions, any thoughts, I want to hear them and I do write back. All right, great. And, and finally, just a little bit of quick advice about the craft of writing of uh, listeners who, who want to start to write fiction and also to get published. Do you have any good uh, quick tips? My quick tips are write. Just do it. The biggest thing most of us do is get in our own heads about is this good enough or what am I doing or am I doing it right? You can't do anything until you have a draft. So first and foremost, put words on paper and keep doing that until you get to the end. In terms of publishing, I would say think long and hard about what you want your experience to be. You can go the traditional route, and there are a lot of hurdles to jump through to get there. Even if you have an exceptional book, it may not be the right time for it in the market. It may not be what they're looking for right now, and so you can have a really hard time getting published. But they will offer you a lot of opportunities in terms of marketing the book and, and making it available to a wide audience. On the other hand, you have independent publishing, which is what I do, where I don't have agents and all of those people telling me, no, this isn't the right time. I can publish anything I want at any time. But I take on the responsibility of making sure my work is high quality. So I hire a copy editor. I hire a cover designer. Those things are time and labor intensive, but it's worth it to me to get my books out when they're ready. As a new author, you want to think about which direction do you want to go. Kind of set your path accordingly so that you have all the things prepared to either go out on your own or get the help you need on the other side. Some great advice from author Emma G. Rose. The book out now is Near Life Experience. Emma, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Happy to be here. And this is Speaking of Writers.